Welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us for our team-by-team analysis of St. Kilda, Chris. Yeah, getting into the Saints, guys, coming up the... You know what? I'm surprised they didn't perform better last year than they did. And this year, I think they have a real chance at um, at making an impact. But they've just got to pull it all together at the same time. So we'll see how they go. I like the Saints this year. Yes, yeah, so do I. I think they have a lot of depth and a lot of possibilities. So it'll be interesting to see. But before we move on, let's hit them with the socials, Chris. We are SC Insider 100. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter. You can also look up the SC Insider 100 on SoundCloud, Spotify, Twitcher, Google Podcast. Twitcher is a new one. Isn't it Twitcher? <laughs> it's Twitch and Stitcher, bro. Oh, well, same, come, same. Come. It's not same, same. Twitch, Stitcher, <laughs> and uh, obviously on the YouTube, Chris, so you can search for us, uh, Supercoach Insider. You can very well. Um, and I think this one's going to be arguably the shortest podcast that we have. There'll be a bit of um, premium content. but Draft the, um, relevance, yeah, I think, is, the, relevance. is yep. the key one people are looking for. And you know what? Fuck Twitch and fuck Stitcher <laughs> for, for creating two companies that are very similar on the line. Chris. On the line. Who does I, it? I don't know. People on the line? <laughs> well, just put, look, it, put it out there on the line um, look let's get straight into the rookies because there's not much uh, there uh, they only had two picks they, they took to the draft and um, the first one they took Matthew Allison at pick 26 he is a uh, key utility uh, standing at 194 centimeters and 81 kilos bit of a project pick um, they picked him up to develop him they don't know if he's going to play forward or back but he adds a little bit of depth um, and they'll develop him. So I don't think that he'll be anywhere near relevant this season, um, but it could come into consideration in the future and it'll be good to see him um, come through. He may play in these trial games. Uh, it look on to the next one. Their only other pick uh, was pick number 45, and it's a good one for us. It's one that we all hope will play round one, and it's Tommy Highmore. He is 192 centimetres and 89 kilo mature age recruit from the Sandful. Oh, he's delicious, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he's delicious. Um, so that's exactly what you want to hear. Someone that's obviously had senior experience. He's got an AFL-ready body. He um, comes from South Adelaide. There's been huge raps on the kid. Jack Steele came out in an interview and said that he's been really impressed with Tom Highmore as well. And there is a chance for him to debut Raiden 1. So keep an eye out. I like it. Look, the best thing about him is he's that intercepting type forward. Um, he was playing at a centre-half back position in the Sandfall, but he'll probably move to a third-tall situation at St Kilda where he can peel off an intercept, which is going to be really, really good for his skill set. Hang on. How can you be an intercepting forward? Wouldn't you just mean a marking forward or an intercepting defender? That's what I said, isn't it? Did I not say intercepting defender? No. Oh, okay. I'm just, oh, I was just trying to work out the schematics because I'm like, hang on, wouldn't you just nah, be a, a marking forward and an <laughs> intercepting defender? I don't know how you could intercept as a forward. So, um, yeah, moving on. Uh, he was <laughs> he was actually trusted with the kickouts um, at Sandful level, um, and he has a uh, he kicked at seventy nine percent disposal efficiency, so one that can take the kickouts, uh, and that was over twelve games. He also averaged twenty two disposals in that time. Um, yeah, the, he also averaged in that time over ten marks per game. So a guy that they used to get the ball in the hands for the switch, hugely SC relevant role at one hundred and seventeen k defender. 
Um, almost a guy that you'd, you'd honestly, you could play him on field. Write that down. Yeah. You definitely could. I, I have him in my side and I think he's great value, particularly with Geary, um, was it breaking a leg or something? Yeah, Geary's out for a while, which is weird. They named him as co-captain and he's not playing for at least the first half. No, I think it's, I think he's out for about six to eight. Well, that's why you need a co-captain because he's not there for half of it. And honestly, well, is, that's true. But is he, um, is he even best 22 even if he did come back? Um, I, I don't know if he is. No, I think he's starting to be overtaken. He was there for that leadership, and I think he will provide that. I think most of the focus will go on Steele now to you know lead and rise this club. I agree. Um, and so let, let's have a look at that 22, which is one of the reasons why I believe that he can come in. And obviously from the background, I've got him starting in that pocket there. Highmore is off the back with Wilkie and Caulfield in the other back pocket. Um, I think personally he's battling with Webster as that uh, third tall role. So Highmore, you mean? Yeah, Highmore. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. Um, I agree. And I think he's ahead. Um, Webster has been in and out of the 22 for the past couple of years, can never get his body right. Um, I personally believe he's ahead, but there is a chance that obviously Webster comes in and starts round one. So just keep an eye on that. On the halfback line, I've got Clark, How- Dougal Howard and Ben Long. On the wing, Hill, Steele and Billings. Uh, Gresham on the half forward line with Memory and Higgins. So I think Jack Higgins just slots straight into that that field and we'll get some midfield rotations off out of half forward. Um, Loney, King and Butler. Um, and then I've got Marshall, Crouch and Hanabry in the guts. Uh, on the interchange bench, I've got Carlisle, Jones, Kent and Ryder. Um, so obviously Ryder will be interchanging with um, into the forward line and into the ruck. Uh, now Ryder's still coming back from injury, of course, as well. Uh, yeah, he's, he. I think he's pretty good now, though. So he um, did. You know, he was in full training the other day. So I think okay. he'll he'll be That's fine. Good. He'll be fine. And they've got a lot of depth. So this is obviously something that is of concern to any rookie. Um, but obviously they've been trading in guys um, quite frequently as well. So they've got Webster, Patton, Dunstan, Ross, Battle, McKernan, and Sinclair, all senior players all guys that have been in that 22 before. Um, and so at any one point in time, they could be rotating through that 22. So, yeah, I think it's definitely matchup dependent for me. I think, yeah, Seb Ross could easily play where Higgins is there on the forward flank and then yep. rotate into that midfield. Mind you, if there's an injury there, they the versatility, it's great, but it's also a curse possibly for Supercoach because they are so flexible Yep. You could find them becoming a little bit more like the Richmonds and Ports where they share the workload a lot more, which is great for the Saints. But as far as Supercoach, there's going to be a lot of complexities. I mean, you look at, so Billings could easily go into that midfield and then push even forward. Instead of even being on that wing, you could put a Gresham or someone else there. You could have, yep. you know, Battle could easily come on that Hannah's forward. Hannah's could go outside or Hannah's, or could Hannah's go can back get injured on, in two weeks. Well, yeah, Hannah's could go, <laughs> like always, um, Hannah's could go Just on the wing. On the past 10 years of... <laughs> past 10 years of data. Um, not, not that far back, Chris, just the last few years. Um, Battle could easily go forward flank, depending on the matchups again. He could he could be, you know, play tall and still you know be quite dynamic. So yep. there, there's a lot to be made here. And I do agree Webster could be best 22 or uh, there's definitely going to be a little fight on their hands, I think, this year. And no one's safe. Well, uh, the reason why I've got Highmore ahead is just all the buzz coming out of St Kilda about how awesome he is. So uh, we'll, we'll have to wait. I'd, I can't wait to see him in action. But um, he's got all the, the – that, that role is what they will want out of him. They'll want him taking kickouts. Previously, they had Wilkie doing quite a lot of that. You know, 
they probably want him further up the ground to be able to take those marks and take some pressure off and, and try and drag those key forwards out of the, the forward line when they're kicking out. So, yeah, we'll see how we go. I think it's I think it'd be really interesting. Yeah, same here. As for um, time and roles, I think, you know, Crouch has already said that they have a lot of people that can run through that midfield, but I yep. don't think they have too many in and unders besides, like, Steele. Steele's the one. He's the one. So I actually think even though he comes out and he and he says the team things, I think um, Crouch is still going to be that next sort of in and under type to take that workload because they have a lot of other dynamic players. You know, Higgins and Billings and, and Hanabry, I still think Hannah's will probably play a little bit more outside because he's better that way. Yeah. Um, so I don't see Crouch getting too much of a dissimilar role, even though they're trying to add strings to their bow to add different elements. Well, here's the thing. And I suppose we completely move over to um, the premium chat. Yes, correct. How much does Clark, uh, sorry, Crouch coming in affect Steel? Zero. You don't think at all? I don't think it affects That's him at all. That's a lot of ball. He's like, what's what's um, what's his career average um, Crouch in terms of disposals? Like it must be right up there. Oh, it was definitely up there. His, his return on average though, he had a 27.5 Supercoach PB based on every other year. So it's... For me, Steele, it's more based on the um, midfielders scoring more. We're looking at that influx you have. It was always suited to shorter format, the dynamic guys that can you know get quite a bit of ball and not play as much time on ground. I think that suited him to a T. But, yeah, yeah. But he did play 84.4% time on ground in 2019, so I kind of just contradicted myself there a little. Uh, look, I don't know. It's, it's a funny one. He could easily maintain it or he could fall away to a hundred and I can't see him going much below 110 though. No, surely. I don't think he's a bad pick, uh, 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 but you're paying what, – what's what's steel? Like I'm sure he's ridiculously expensive. Um, he's he 650. Is. He's as expensive as Clary. He's the same price as Clary. Yep. So is he going better? I highly doubt that Jack Steele can average over 120 this season. Now – is if he's going lower, it's not going to be much. It might be 115, 110. Yep. But are you wanting to spend 650K on that? No. For me, I'd rather not take the risk and pick him up later. I mean, there's plenty of upgradable midfield spots. He could definitely be one of them. He's also only in 15% of teams right now. So he's not going to burn you even if he does pop off. I just, I, I like the pick. I don't, don't get me no. wrong. I hate it. I'd just rather Clary. And that's oh, really the. I like him really as, where it is. I like him as a player, but I'm not paying that much for a uh, after a breakout year. You know, again, it's it's one of those things. And, and I think with someone coming, someone in coming in, I don't think Crouch affects him too much. I think you know when you look at those other types who have had different roles, I think you know Jones it could impact him. You know, Crouch coming in, I think Sinclair's now non like he's not best twenty two when he yeah. was previously. I think it kind of impacts people like Battle and Sinclair because and uh, Seb Ross. Pushes because, everyone out. Well, because yeah. now Ross it's is like the one that really suffers. Yeah, so it's like, Ross well, how dead. how dynamic are you? Because now yeah. we've got a uh, someone who can actually, you know, and and Ross has really dropped off, and he's not even that old, you know, which I'll, I'll get into. But I mean, Sebi Ross, uh, if I can find him, this is how far down he is on the averages. I can't even see him. No, he's in the midfield there, uh, right next to really, Jacko okay. Higgins. Well, he's twenty eight, Seb Ross, so he's not that old. He can definitely, you know, add more strings to his bow. But there's just better midfielders now. At it's the as moment, simple yeah. as that. He's just not as good as the midfielders that they have now. Yep. So Seb Ross is completely off the – he'll come in for injuries or he'll play yeah. like a random different – like he was played off halfback flank at times last year. Yeah, I like know. What, I still feel what? like he should be best 22, but if he's not, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. It would no, probably, exactly right. would probably make sense. 
Uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, so Jack Steele, uh, third in the time trial. He's primed for another strong season. This is what's coming out of the club. He, again, had a best return on average by 27.5. He's 26, so he's kind of hitting that prime spots um, to you know score. If, if there was no change to the midfield, he would be a fantastic pick and I would be like all over it. I just am a little bit cautious and I'd rather just wait. And that's not to say it's a bad pick. I personally just would rather wait and that's fine. Yeah, that's fair enough. One score under 86, he had 10, 120 or more, which is massive. He had four scores of 149 or more. He averaged 128 the last 11 rounds, 140 the last five rounds. He went absolutely gangbusters. Yep. Um, the good thing is he they have the last buy. So obviously you want to try and keep or, or just start premiums that have the late buy if it doesn't impact your side, obviously, so you can't have too many of them. Um but the reason for that is it can carry you through the first two buys and then um, you'll be, you know, you trade guys in in those early buys to cover the guys that you're missing in the late buy. So having those late buys guys start can actually be really beneficial for your buy structure. Yep. And let's hope Steel can hold his nerve because he has nerves of steel. No. It needs to be a one. See what I did there? That was a one, one, one. No, it's a, <laughs> it's a double trip there, Chris. Uh, okay, so Rowan Marshall is the next one. Now, Marshall is 557K, so he's a great price. He averaged 110.3 in 2019 as a solo ruck and in 2020, 17 games at a 103.7 average. He's forward ruck eligible, so everyone is really big on him. He's great in all formats. He averaged 113 the last 10 rounds. He averaged 91.1, though, the first seven rounds. Highs of 117, 118, 119, 129, 143, 160. Has a big ceiling, Chris. Yeah, he does. And obviously all role dependent. Like we'd all love for Patrick Ryder to, you know. Disappear. Playing. <laughs> um, um, like, you know, looking at um, yeah, his games with and without Paddy Ryder. I've got uh, that here too, Chris. Oh, mate, look at that. Tell you what. You so, go. Uh, yeah, so he actually averages 8.3. Uh, actually, no, that's wrong. Uh, with or without, hold on. Okay, well, let's do a little recap, shall oh, we? He- on 2019, he averaged 120 the last 12 rounds, including six scores of 120 or more. Wow, okay. Yes. Uh, it actually says here that without Paddy Ryder, he actually averaged a lot less. He averaged 70.5. Is that? Am I reading that right? Surely I can't be reading that right. Uh, oh, no, the oh, you're on fan. Um, so fan footy. Oh, they've got, got a zero one. round five. I wish Fan Footy would fix up the Carlton and Saints game because it does skew the data. So don't look at that, Chris. Um, uh, well, but, there goes my awesome stat that I was going to pull out for no reason. That's okay. Did I tell you that I actually saw Marshall once? No. I wanted to yell hello, but when I saw him, apparently it's rude to holler for a Marshall. I don't get it. Holler for a Marshall? It's a, it's a company, Chris. Is it? Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, sorry. Your, your jokes are getting worse by the day. <sighs> Look, worst by the day. I have little to work with. <laughs> it's the content. It's not me. It's the content. <laughs> it, it's the content. It's definitely, definitely not me. Uh, and you always know. For me, it's hit and miss anyway. Look, so I like I like uh, Marshall for what it does, and it's a like I, th- I think that regardless, he still averages you close to a hundred. Um, so he's going to be a top ten forward at very least, and arguably a top six. But he does allow that cover for that for that ruck line if you get a one week injury or a concussion or something like that. Yeah. The only downside or the risky side for any of these Saints players, particularly in standard, is the Saints have been given, based on champion data, the hardest draw for twenty twenty one. 
Yeah. So awesome. they, they've come out saying, well, hang on, if you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best, so we're going to take that on, which could work in their favour. Of course they're going to say that. Why, of course. What else are they going to say? Know, oh, no, yeah. we, we really hate it. Yeah, yeah. fuck you, Gil. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. They can't say anything else. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. But that could work in their favour, knowing that they have to prepare and do as best as they can and do everything, you know, train with the intent. It could work out well for them. But, yeah, having the hardest draw isn't great for Supercoach, which – Again, is it a reason why you'd probably be better off waiting on a steal? Uh, Marshall, again, Ruck, though, doesn't really impact him as much when he gets those minutes. If Ryder comes out and smashes out a whole percentage of the preseason and, and talks come out to say that, you know, Ryder's going to be taking the main part of the Ruck, then I'd be a bit more concerned. But Marshall still scores well as a forward. And yeah, he, but he it loses half the appeal, though. Eh, maybe. Although I'll, I'll maybe, still run him. Maybe Ryder will go down like he always does. Uh, 13 That's games, Ryder, Ryder only played 13 games this year, so... There you and go. Now I'm going to list some guys and you tell me who you think plays more midfield time, all right? So wait until I list them all and then uh, – We're including the wing in this? Wing. Uh, no, I'm talking – no, so inside. Inside. In, okay. inside. Okay, just wanted to clarify. Yep. Uh, Hunter Clark, Jade Gresham, Jack Higgins. One, two, three, go. Oh, oh that's hard. Yep. Uh, so what, Gresham, Clark and Higgins? Yep. Um, I'd have to toss up between – Clark, oh no, Clark is out for me. I think he he's too good from the defensive line. He could wait a little longer. I agree. I think that they lack what he has in defense. Correct. And there's no one else to cover him. And they have a lot of those forward options yep. that can actually do that similar role so they wouldn't miss them too much. Now, for me, I would probably prefer Higgins, but at this point it would have to be Gresh. I think Gresh overtakes Higgins based on um, needs. needs and I think he's done it for a little more and he's earned his time. And I, I think agree. Higgins is probably, you know, you're looking at maybe another, you know, bides his time a little more and then get some of those glimpses. Yeah. Again, the same reason that I'd say that they would want uh, a little bit more out of Gresh is because he adds something to that midfield that they don't have, that dynamic uh, X factor that um, the rest of the, the rest of their mids are generally, you know, one pace, you know, tackle well, accumulate the ball, but they don't really have that X factor. And, yep. you know, like Jade Gresham's a sort that can kill you in a heartbeat, and I really, really like him on the ball, but they do need him up forward too. So yeah, I like so th- I like Billings for that effect in small glimpses. Too. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yep. But I think he'll I think he'll hover. I don't think Billings is going to increase no. his his mid time. I think when it's he'll be around the ball when it's in play, but from a center, yeah. from a center bounce, I don't think nah, he, he won't. Will be. Yeah, no. CBAs he won't be high. No, nope. And I then agree. look, I think Higgins wants that midfield time, and he's been training in with the midfield group. But I don't know if he's going to get it as much as he thinks he is. Yeah, he'll, well, you have to train there because he'll probably get stints, or if there's injury, he might yeah. have to be jumping in. So, but um, I mean, he would have gone there because they said, "Yeah, we'll play you midfield." Like otherwise, why would you? Why would you leave? He's, well, he probably he, gets more rotations through there than yeah, that's true. Richmond, so maybe he's over winning premierships. You know, <laughs> I just don't even like winning anymore. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just not fun. Um, so Billings is only a midfielder, which it hurts a little bit. They do have quite um, reliable players, though. Um, so when you look, games, yeah. yeah, so Billings, 82 out of 83 the last four seasons. He averaged 110.4 the first five rounds of this year, then averaged 90 from uh, so the last 12 rounds. Mm-hmm. And in that last 12, he only turned up twice. That kind of is painful there. You know, again. Just wing, man. Like a it's classic, wing, It's yeah. a classic wing role. Classic wing role. Yep. And um, so we'll go on to Zach Jones, another one who could be impacted with Crouch coming in, depending on, again, inside, outside, who yep. gets, you know, first dibs or who gets, you know, the next best sort of role. It'll be interesting to see. Jones actually had a really good year, so 92.1 average, 600s, including a 123, 123, 127. 
injured on 45, injured on 59 where he like missed the following week. So it wasn't highly publicized, but he wasn't quite right. So there's probably a little value there if you think it's there. I'm not picking him over 92. Uh, no way. No, no way. No. High 80s, I'd go. Would you go high 80s for a, a Jones as like a bench or last mid option maybe if you're desperate? Oh, yeah, uh, but the problem with Jones is that he's just dropped down the pecking order another one. And like he was having some really good stints and runs on the ball, but yeah, if Hannes is healthy and Crouch is in there, I can't see him getting those mid rotation. I, I like Jones because of what he adds around the ground. So – He's actually really good behind the ball. He can play forward and he can play midfield. So on the bench or off the bench, he's really valuable to the team. Yep, depending on what they need at exactly. What, at Just throw, he can go forward, back, mid, whatever. Yeah. But um, he's definitely behind Hannes and Crouch and Steele. Yeah, I agree. In terms of mid-rotation. So I, agree. I just can't see it. Imagine being the best Jones in your family now. That seemed a bit sketchy a couple of years ago, but now we'd have to have the um, – the roost out of his brother and him, surely. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Nathan Jones is a champion of a football club. There's true. no way Jones is coming in to be a champion at St Gilda. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, second second rate from Sydney. Um, okay, yeah, right. Talking of Brad Crouch just a little bit here, obviously averaged 98.4 in 2019, 83.5 in the year just gone. So I think there is value there. Now, the reason that we are a little sceptical is because he was quoted and they're talking about, he said, I will. I think I will play forward at different times, maybe outside on the wing and have even spoken a little bit about playing halfback at times. I'm not totally sure, which is what he said about his time in the Saint midfield. He doesn't even know. And I don't think it. He doesn't I even the, go here. I think the coach obviously is trying to work through where their mix is at. They've got so many midfielders. Um, where they really lack is off the halfback flank. What, um, what does that tell you though? It tells me that it is form-based. If you are yeah, yeah. in Horses form, yeah. you get the best role. If you are out of form, you are out quick. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. It's I the think. old Bevo symptom, just you know, trade them in and out. And they could. They've got that they deep that deep of a roster this year, so we'll have to see. I mean, look, Crouch is only 450K. Do I think he's anywhere near someone like a Prestia? No, because I, I, I don't even like – see, Crouch, Crouch can have 30 disposals and, and not ton. Like, I hate that. I can't Yeah, it's a it. dream team special if you want one, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next one is Hunter Clark. So he is one who some people were massive on last year, breakout, contender, all of the above. He averaged 81.7. So it was a very inconsistent year. He had 500s but also had some extreme lows, 38, 51, 55, 61. He is definitely – one of my smokies in 2021 on a draft, you could get him pretty cheap. I think he has the scope to go anywhere from that sort of 81 mark, which he has averaged and yep. blow into the nineties. So the only thing holding him back is roll at this point. Roll, the problem sure. is I was really hoping this would be a season because I've got him in a keeper league. Yep. I was really hoping this would be the season that they'd unleash him in the midfield and he gets stints in there and he's just impressive. He's class in that midfield. But they don't have what he offers in behind the ball. No, but so, he could get that friendly roll back there. And yeah, you know, the funny thing for me, Chris, is you would think that a team with Clark and Kent would really perform better. <laughs> I do like a good Superman reference. Well done, sir. Thank I'll you. give you. I'll give yes, you that one. That's uh, the first one you've had today that's gone well. Thank you. I thought long and hard. <laughs> um, that's what she said. Jade Gresham uh, would have been the perfect player for draft leagues, etc. However, he's a midfielder only this year, which basically uh, makes sucks. him 
Yeah, it, it makes him um, completely irrelevant. Irrelevant. So eighty-one point five average. Now you're looking at possibly getting him as a bench player, but again, no versatility. You're looking at maybe even like a, a Jaden Stevenson with the forward. Uh, is he forward mid or just forward? For, yeah, he's forward mid. Okay, if he is forward uh, mid. Oh, I think actually, he's, I think he's forward. Just, just forward, yeah. yeah. But I'd rather someone like that who at least gives you value. An 80 average midfielder gives you diddly squat. Yeah, you can just pick uh, him up on the waiver wire. Yeah, he will. Uh, I think he'll be on someone's bench because he, he's talented enough. He has averaged 84.1 in 2019. He could have reduced stints of 90, so there is value in him being on your bench. But mm-hmm. no one likes an 80 average mid. No, no. Because he could easily just play forward, which I think he will anyway. The one thing I do like about him is that when he goes big, he can smack out a big score, you know? Like he's got him to go 120 plus on any given week. So Yep, there is some value if you think he's going to be dynamic and still get some mid-rotations. He was injured in round one. He did his PCL, I think, on 27. So his true average is closer to 87. So there is a little bit of value there. You can pick him up on your bench. And he could be quite serviceable if you get, you know, in some of those, um, what, 10 or 12 leagues. Yep, absolutely. You can easily, easily do that. Moving on down to Dan Hanabry pretty much, which is the next um, next one. Yeah, I mean, look. It's, it's an interesting one. He's What is he, like 338 or something like I'll that? I'll find out for you now, sir. Yeah, he's, he's cheap. He's like three, yeah, three, 338, yeah. Hey, what I guess, 338. Um, now... He You've worked. been hot on him this pre. You've been talking him up all preseason. Not, not all preseason. All no. preseason. You've been going on about Dan Hanabry is better than Heppel. That's what you've been going on about. Well, Andy's better than Haitley, but again, that that was body dependent. And then exactly the, the second you yeah, you know, it's kind of like you you're like you act all interested, and then the second you get a little scared off, you're like, no, fuck that guy. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> Which is how it is at the moment. He he could go for a run, nick a calf. Oh, just on a Friday afternoon walking his dog, like honestly. <laughs> and I don't trust them because what do you have, calf tightness? So they backed him off. Well, no wonder. He did a lot of running sessions in the off season, and that's where the talk came from because I think Billings is like, oh, he's flying. He's flying. Look at him. He's fueled the jet. Yeah. Uh, killed it in the – did pretty well. He won the time trial, I think. So that's why he was flying. But maybe he worked – did a load up too much, so then he had a little bit of a tightness or, a, a, you know, whatever, concern, so then they backed him off. So I am still watching him. I think he still has, out of all those three hundred low 300K players, we're talking aside from Proust, we're talking midfield only, he has the best scope to go 100. Oh, absolutely, because of the role, right? Yes. And so – And prior scoring and scores he's more. He's got history. The point, only thing he doesn't have is the body. Correct. Points per minute, awesome. Yep. If I had Hanabry in Haitley's body – Fuck, I'd be laughing. Yeah, right. Well, you've got Heppel, who's obviously going to be playing off the halfback flank. You've got Haitley, who's been splitting time with Schoenberg forward mid. Which So both of those two guys aren't amazing. And then you've got Hannes. Now, the good news is he's a little bit more expensive than both those guys, but not so much more expensive. So if he does fail, you've got those two backup options. And, and if one of them flyer, like flyer, fly, then you can definitely yeah, downgrade. Or around three special. Or side, sideways. Yeah, 100%. Sideways. Yep. So there's... There is ways that you can get around it. I just don't like it because for it to be successful, what you're relying on is him playing till the buys. Now, they do have the last buy, which helps, but you need to get 13 straight games out of Daniel Hanabry. Oh, not necessarily. Not, if you're using him as a stepping stone, if, yeah, he, go, if he goes mean, from yeah. 330 towards anywhere near 500, you if he goes down after you know, eight rounds or something, then Yeah, yeah but if he got- goes up quickly, it's because he's averaging well, and then why would you trade him? Well, you wouldn't until he gets injured and then you get rid of him. You don't. Yeah, well, he doesn't have okay. to last to the bye if he plays well. Valid point. Valid yes. point. There's two ways to skin oh, a cat. I don't know. I'm just. 
Oh, it's, God, it's, it's but this risky. is this is the Higgins debate now. Higgins was injured all the time and no one picked him, and then all of a sudden Higgins comes out as a forward and averages like what mid nineties. Yeah. So then everyone's like, "Oh, Higgins," and he's been great since, and he had a lot of issues. And people forget that you look at his history, you look at his potential, and I'm I'm taking on board the injury fact. But if he gets up and running, and if he, you know, puts the good amount of work in has a little setback, and I mean like a little setback where they back him off. He still has a lot of running under his belt, so it's not like it's been previous years. If he does well from here, I'm definitely considering it. Oh, any, look, I'm, any more injuries or any more side, like, you know, he's setbacks? He's in consideration I think for sure, he's, but yeah. like it's just so it's so hard to be like I'm relying because it's such an important position, that mid-price position at that place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but because he's it. the more expensive one, if he cracks off – People aren't going to have that money to go from a Hately up. No, yeah, well, that's because if Hately well. if, if Hately stalls or even drops initially, you know, staggers, and Hannah's has one good game, all of a sudden, bang, he's like three fifty, three sixty, and you're now like, fuck, I need sixty k, and I don't have it. Yeah, well, you wouldn't do it. No, you simply wouldn't. So there is merit in starting him over the other guys purely for the cash consideration. So And those guys, you start because if they do well, you laugh, and if they're injured, you burn one trade. You're not bringing him in. You, no, he's not a three round special because you're not bringing oh, in injury. It could be if you've had like a failed. Yeah, but like let's you say could. you could you could even do something like a Prestia down or a Cunnington down. You know what I mean? Like there is. But again, the injury risk. Are you going to possibly burn two trades on someone who is injury prone? I don't know. We're probably going to have thirty seven trades again this season, nah, anyway, right? 30, Thirty flat, mate. They're going <laughs> to. Last year they were they were nice. This year I think they'll be real strict with it. So well, who knows? With I mean, you know, Melbourne's currently in lockdown again. Yeah, but they, they, they've they've learned their lesson. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. They'll they'll have their own, you know, everything planned already, and it'll be fine. As fingers far as, as far fingers as fingers crossed, AFL, we have a a good season for AFL. As far as AFL goes, yeah, fingers crossed. Otherwise, we're doing all this for nothing again. Yeah, and I don't want that to happen. No, <laughs> no, we do not. Um, okay, so now, who else are you looking at for draft relevancy? Obviously, Robertson. Uh, Robertson is off mental health injury uh, issues, taking time off. I don't think he will come back. Chris, um, I don't think it was Rob Robertson. Yeah, I, mental I health. It was, wasn't it his taking time body? off? Taking time off to contemplate his future. No, oh, okay. Cool. Body, th- body was before that. Okay. Um, um, yeah. No. Well, look, I, I didn't mind Ben Long at times because when he was moved behind the ball, he scored well. But um, I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't risk it. I, I think he's just a waiver wire guy that you can come in to, to give you some chop out. Oh. Um, there really isn't much else to be completely honest. I was going to say, actually, a couple notes here. I've got Seb Ross. I was like, he needs to fire up. He needs to find Red Ross for any Friends fans out there. Uh, next one, Butler. So Butler did go on an absolute heater to start the year. He was averaging huge numbers and then backed off. I think Butler actually has a little bit more competition now that you look at Higgins and that kind of thing coming in. So he needs to continue to perform. And Butler. He needs, was just on a purple patch. Well, Butler needs to keep serving it up on a platter in 2021. <laughs> Fair call. I agree with you. Thank you. And uh, the last one is, this is my draft sleeper of, I was, I'd like to say 2021, but that's really limited because this is a, a far stretch. Now, Bradley Hill, right, averaged 84.2 in 2019. He averaged 65.9 this year. He was horrible in 2020. Now, he was. For whatever reason, God knows, maybe it was the the shorter quarters, the shorter games. You know, he's someone that, people well, he, yeah, he's yeah. someone that thrives on working his opponent off. Now, you think about this year, right? Longer quarters, back to how they should be. Less rotations, right? Hill has every opportunity to absolutely dominate this year. That's true. And when you say dominate, you mean average 85 or? 
Oh, I mean, average you. <laughs> he could go 90 plus, Chris. Yeah. In, uh, in a deep, mid, oh, okay, in a deep draft. league. Draft, yeah. Draft, of, co- okay. of course, draft. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. In, wow, a deep, in a deep draft. You scared me a little bit there. No, I was no. like, no way. There's someone I'm not banking no. on. No way. Deep draft leagues or anything like that, I do not mind him being on your bench. Or if you're in like a real deep one of 18, you could possibly put him as your last mid. I think there's a lot of value there. He is definitely a draft sleeper. No I like it. No one's going to look at him. I like it. I think that's good. Yeah. And that wraps us up, Chris. It does. Nice and easy. You haven't even said uh, in a nutshell, Chris. Oh, well, this was in a nutshell. <laughs> I don't know. No, this is me in a nutshell. <laughs> Help, I'm in a nutshell. How did I get into this nutshell? Oh, well done, sir. You mean you were literally waiting for the whole podcast just for that? I had it waiting and this is our last one for the session. So, you know, I'm doing it anyway. All right, guys. Well, we'll uh, we'll catch you later. Hopefully by this time next week, you'll be a daddy. So that'd be nice. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. So there might be a little delay depending on, I think we have three episodes to go of this one. So we'll uh, keep you posted. And um, hopefully by that stage too, we'll hit up SC Elites and try and work out when this top 10 is going to happen. Probably just at the end of the what is it JLT? What is yeah, it? Yeah, I, I want to see that one game. What's, what's it now? A- Amy series. Amy, Amy yeah, series, yeah. right? Yep. So that's over the weekend, March fifth. Yep. We'll do it then. Also, um, the draft spreadsheet now is basically nearly to the the completion. I think I've got one team to go. So if you are having a draft coming up soon, and you would like our stats on that. Please do contact us and let us know. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. All right, wrapping it up. Thank you guys. Until next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. 